TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. And as always, by my side, my champion, mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. LT, great to hear your voice, and uh, you know what? I'm so excited recording this podcast. Like, probably the most excited I'll be for the year, because <laughs> oh, well, all right, that's uh, I'm excited because I have no idea what oh, we're going to talk about today. Oh, actually, no. What I was going to say isn't true. I was going to say that people listening right now, I'm in Bali whilst we're recording this on a holiday with my wife for the first time in four years, just Sebear and I, but. I recognize that we'll be back. Well, you'll be, you'll be, we'll be back. You're, so, you're excited because you're future pacing that you're going to be having an awesome holiday. Oh, and I saw where the W is, your favorite place in the world outside of your family home, and it's not far from where I'm staying. Hey, so well, go have a visit and say hi to Craig, the uh, general Craig, manager there. Done, done and done. Speaking of which, LT, I have decided, not that it takes a big decision, based on our previous podcast about decision fatigue, when I travel... I absolutely relax my rules around food, not to the point where I'm off eating Maccas and KFC and all the rest of it, but uh, my filter, my school day top nutrition filter, is uh, it's I, le- I leave that I leave that in Byron and I don't take it with me on the plane, and um, and my rationale is and and our great chiropractic friend Olivia Gleason put this in a great one liner once and she said, what you do between Christmas, what you eat between Christmas and New Year's is far less important than what you eat between New Year's and Christmas, hmm. and I absolutely love uh, that one liner. And yeah. um, so when I go over to Bali, I'm really not worried about the food that enters my mouth. All I want it to be is delicious relatively nutritious from a good source, not in any funny water because I'm not having any barley belly or the rest. But as I think of all this, we've never really ever in the history of our 92 episodes spoken around the mindset of food and nutrition and nutritional choices. Hmm, Interesting, interesting concept. Okay, let's see where we go with this. So I've just done an online summit called the Right Diet Summit and I thought it would be the big talking point um, because food has generally been something that is uh, it's everywhere like it's just you can't escape fancy photos of incredible recipes and just you know everyone's telling everyone what they're having for breakfast lunch and dinner and I I just food I just cannot believe how much it has dominated uh, society Um, but at the same time I feel like it's it's more of a stress than ever so from a an emotional health mindset perspective, food is causing people more yeah, distress than, than it ever has. And that's not the reason that food was uh, created. And I think on a mindset level, it's really important to talk about what role does food play in people's lives and what um, is the decision-making process that people are going through in order to either eat healthy food or choose to eat food that they know doesn't serve them. So it's, a, it's almost on the edge of emotional eating, but I'm more about the decision-making process that people go, you know what, I'm going to have that. Like I'm going to have the can of Coke. Like I've just said, you know what, when I go to Bali, I'm, I'm not going to be worried. Like if I have hot chips, I'll have hot chips. You know, if I have, um, what will I have? I'll have a pan of chocolate. 
you know, at the buffet at breakfast in the morning, I will have a pan of chocolate. I'm not going to worry about it whatsoever. I don't care if there's gluten in there. If they've put white sugar in there, then good luck to them. Um, I'm going there for a relax and I'm not really worried about it. So that's my mindset and I just think it's really fascinating to talk about how many mini decisions are we making around our nutrition on a daily basis when it comes to the food we put in our mouth. Well, it's interesting when you talk about that, uh, you know, it's, it hasn't been as a big, bigger topic. I think it goes right back to our last podcast when we talked about decision fatigue. Like there are so much choices and of food in terms of like who to listen to uh, or what to listen to that I think it creates a decision fatigue so people just don't choose yes. at all. all yes, right? So cool. that's, I think that's what's happening right now. And and to be honest with you, I think, I mean, I start with most of my talks sometimes. I ask, how many of you, raise your hands, uh, know exactly there's one thing that you should be doing uh, that could improve your health? And I can guarantee everybody puts up their hand. And the next question always follows up because why aren't you doing it, right? Yeah. And, it, and, and the simple answer is because they don't. <laughs> it's just that they choose not to for a variety of reasons. But there's a lot of things that we could do. Everybody knows. I maybe not everybody, but I would say 80, 70, 80 percent by now, right? Um, in this day and age, knows what they should be eating and what they shouldn't. At least from the major categories. Okay, I'm not talking about like oh, which type of bacteria you should be having, what type of probiotics, and all. I'm not talking <laughs> about that, right? I'm talking about like what. Here's a clear line of here's a. You should not be eating this type of food. There's a sometimes food category, and these are the food that you should be eating. I'm sure we're all pretty clear like by yeah. now. And if you're listening totally. to this, I'm pretty sure you're clear. Like I know my kids are clear, and they're four and seven, but but I'm sh- and I'm sure you guys are clear on exactly like you should not be eating this. And sure, there's new data and new new sciences that come in and say you know all of a sudden what we thought was really good food, right? now no longer serves us as a you know as now maybe a sometimes food okay and i get that and that's going to change and those those new things new topics are are great to listen to but at the end of the day i think people know what they should be eating what they should only sometimes have and what they shouldn't be eating at all and those are the three categories and the problem with that is it's really just comes down to why are they not doing it that's the that's the ultimate question all right, can I put? Can I throw a curly one at you? Okay, because this is totally just putting you on the spot, right? I hate it when so, you do that. By the way, I know I'll talk to you off the, outside of this podcast. It's the inner the inner journalist. I'm going to press stop. Come up. I'm going to put stop on the recall recording. We're on the fly. <laughs> We're on the fly. Okay, so you're running a webinar. You're running a seminar. You're running you're running an event, and people put their hands up. They know the one thing, and then you say, "Why aren't you doing it?" And they just say, "You know, well, I'm not doing it." Why do you think, you, LT, why do you think people aren't doing the one thing which they know isn't serving or the, the one thing they know that would serve their health if they did it? Why do you think they're not doing it? Because it's not a must. Like it's not, it's not a, it's a love to um, and they'll, they'll make up a whole bunch of excuses. It's, but they haven't tied it to anything that is of value or significance. Ah, yes. Right. This is my big thing. Tying it to something else. Yeah, there's no value to it. Like for them, it's like, you know, they, we all know we should be eating certain types of food, but yet the problem with that, why we don't eat that is simply because there's not enough, um, there's not enough immediate danger. So yeah, the thing is, no with accountability. Food, well, sort of like there's no consequence, like immediate consequence in yep. a sense, right? Because let's say, face it, like you're not going to get fat from a Big Mac. 
Right? No yeah, and if you don't get up and exercise in the morning, yeah, you're, you're not going to die. You're, you're not going to die, right? You, you know what I mean? Like you don't, it's not, even if you ate, you know, three days in a row, just terrible food on a holiday, you know what? What yeah. you're going to feel, you're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to die, right? And, and yeah. there's no like immediate thing. The one thing you start to recognize though, is that you, you create set points. And so we talked about before, like where, you know, if you've been eating, um, you know, sometimes food and not so good foods on a regular basis, guess what? Your set point for that now, tolerance wise, your body's going to adapt to it. And so therefore, when you add one more is really not going to be a, a factor anymore. But if you eat really clean, and all of a sudden you eat one terrible thing, you're going to feel that immediately. Yeah, you know, what I mean, you're going to feel it immediately. And you're going to go, you know what, I shouldn't have done that, right? If you don't like just say, you know, I don't drink. So just say I decided, you know, one night tonight, I'm going to go and have, have like, a scotch. Have a scotch. I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to have like a shot of vodka, right? Oh. Three, three <laughs> things, right? You know, you know, you've never seen it before. <laughs> you know, tomorrow I'm going to feel the pain. I'm going to feel the hurt. Like I'm not going to die, but I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I'm dying, but it's going to hurt because I haven't touched alcohol in, in almost, you know, 15, 16, you know, maybe 17 years. Right. Well, so the yeah. thing is, is that it's going to hurt, but it's not, I'm not going to die. But the thing is that I'm going to feel it right away. And that how I achieve, like how I link that to my brain or to my life will determine whether I continue on that path or not. And that's what it comes down to. What do you link your story to um, when you have discomfort? See, let's put the exercise, for example. And this is a topic not just for food. It's for exercises and all the things that we do. If you go through an exercise program and you, it hurts, right? And, and it's really, like it was a really tough exercise. You could say, I can't do this. And they're never able to do that ever. Mm-hmm. And you link that as a story. Guess what? you're never ever going to challenge yourself ever to that level again, right? Or the other person next to you could go, oh my God, that freaking hurt. I'm dying. I can't believe I did that. That was awesome. I need, I'm out of shape, but I know that I finished this, which means I have the capabilities of doing more and I just need to be better at it. And they linked it to a different story, which means then now they are most likely going to continue. And guess what? They can be fitter in three months time if they continue on that path. It all comes down to decision how you link that, what that means to you, and um, moving beyond what you're, what you're, the comfort zone that you're actually in. Well, this comes back to what we spoke about in a couple of episodes ago where you nearly let the waterworks out, and that was talking about your heroes or what drives you. And you spoke about your kids, and, and they drive you to do what you do. My, my belief system is very similar in that like I eat well to be an incredible example to my family but I also do it for my business as well because it's the, uh, the greatest example of, of congruence, um, of authenticity um, and, and just being transparent. You know, I can't lie to save myself. You, if anyone sees my body language, uh, if I even attempt a lie, you'll notice it but I think if you can link what you do to what really drives you. Like I know for me, like if we didn't have kids, there'd be more lint chocolate in the house. But I know when the kids are here, I want to set the best example that I can to the kids. It means there's lint chocolate in the house every now and again, but it doesn't become an everyday thing or a all-the-time thing um, because 
I want to set the best example I can to my children on how to live, whether that's food, exercise, emotional health, love, relationships, understanding, you know, all the bits and pieces. But I think what drives you and everyone, you know, if that was, I think, episode 89 or 88, but really listen to that because you really hear, particularly LT, go to the true depths of what it is that drives him. And I think if you know that there's one thing in your health, and you can use this in any area of your life, but whilst we're talking about health, if there's one thing in your health which you know um, can improve and you're very clear on what that is, then it's really important to tie it or link it to uh, the one or two things in your life which truly inspire you. Well, I think it's more important. Like I've used this several times and I mentioned in my talk a lot is that usually it's never, most of us do not link it to just the improvement of ourselves. Is it, That's never usually enough. Like it's usually yeah, have to totally. be sacrificed for something else or for someone else. Um, that's, I don't know, it's weird that we care more about others than we do care for ourselves. And so I think if your why, your reasoning does not move you to tears, then you need to pick a new why because it's never going to, to shift you. Um, let's face the fact that the facts is, is that you haven't done X because it hasn't, there wasn't enough um, push, um, inspiration um, for you to drive towards it or desperations to move away from whatever pain that you actually um, will experience by not doing it. And so the inspiration desperation thing is really important is the pain, you know, pain gain type of uh, theory that you are going to move towards the gain and move away from pain. So therefore, you got to link those values very, very strongly to something that moves you. And that's the only way to build momentum. And the more you focus on that and the linkage rather than just focusing on um, on on the actual item, then you're going to have way more chance and momentum to be able to create the success that you need. And so let's fo- like if you're going to create, um, I think it's, um, I remember listening to a guy, um, just Dave Ramsey, isn't his name? On some business, yeah. uh, business finance, finance man in America. Yeah, and he talks about this, uh, this, um, this this equation that he did it's called the momentum theorem you know he calls it and i loved it and he talks about that momentum right unstoppable momentum right equals three things it's one focus right so focus times intensity times time so let's let's go to each one focus it's about being focused on you know being very very clear on the thing the task the item, the activity, whatever it is, with clear focus. And he talks about it using as a, a wide receiver, right, as a, a football player. He says that the best football player in the world, right, who get paid millions of dollars and all their whole job is just to catch a football, right, often miss in a game. Yeah. Why? Why? Like these guys get, like, you know, some of these guys get, like, <laughs> three, five million dollars. Like, they, literally, each game, each catch they do, they get paid, like, 20 grand just to catch that ball. But some of the best players will miss. Well, why? Well, one of them, uh, two theories is, one, is because of fear, right? Fear distracts away from their focus. The fear of another 300-pound man just about to come down on them, right, and smash them to the ground, that fear is going to scare you just a little bit to take your focus off the ball, Right? That's another, well, that's one thing. Or they, they might take, they might be, you know, thinking about going after the touchdown. So you focus on the outcome rather than catching the ball. See, the thing mm-hmm. is that, so momentum is, is really created not by, you know, not thinking about too much in the future, not too much in, in about what's actually happening, but actually focus on the task at hand. 
So focus. And then the second thing he says is intensity. The intensity that you actually multiply on that focus, the dedication, the commitment to making sure that this action, this activity, this thing that you're committed to do is is at a high level of, of, of intensity. That's what's going to move you and shift you to that momentum. And third is time. Nothing happens in this world without time, right? One of the principles of chiropractic is the principle of time. That time, principle number six, is about that everything in this world takes time. You know, healing takes time, so does degeneration, and so does disease. Everything takes time. And so therefore, by having focus and intensity, that's not enough. You actually have to have focus and intensity over a period of time. That's what leads to momentum. Momentum is, if you know the word momentum, is thinking about it's not just building momentum. It's like continuation. The more you sustain that period of time, guess what happens? That's You, you become the unstoppable machine. And if you're going to focus on uh, food, you can't just do it for one day. You got to do it every day, right? On a continual basis. And sure, are you going to have cheat days or cheat periods or whatever? Of course. But the overall strategy, the overall thing that life, uh, food cannot be a diet. A diet is temporary, right? Food has to be a lifestyle. Everything you do has to be a lifestyle. You can't just be on an exercise program for a period of time. You need to be on an exercise program for the rest of your life. If that's yeah. important to you, mindset. So, right? Mindset. I'll leave one thing. Well, I'll come back to you. Mindset. It can't just be like only once in a while, right? I'm always the analogy that I always heard when I was a little kid was that mind. Your mind is like a garden, right? The negativity, the weeds will always grow, and so therefore you constantly have to water it and give it sunlight. And every once in a while, you're going to need to take out the negativity. You need to take out the weeds. The weeds will always be there. It will always grow. It will always find a way to get inside your head. Your job is to remove them, but also fuel it with water, soil, and sunlight. Nice. And that's kind of like focus, intensity, and time. Um, when you say that, what do you think? As you're saying this, my initial response was, okay, well, people underestimate the importance of time. But then time is the third step. So I'm thinking, do people run out of focus first? Uh, is it? I'm, I'm, I'm going, okay, now with a short, people are too short-sighted. They're looking for instant results. So they don't honor the time factor enough. But I think in this distraction uh, world that we live in, it's the first step that they lose first. They lose the focus. They get distracted by the next thing or they just, again, some distraction that which takes a focus off having um, that improvement in their life. Would you agree that it's the focus that you've got to master the focus um, and then obviously intensity and time? Well, from the equation, right, it's a multiplication. It's focus times time, intensity times time. So which means is that you need all three. It's not step one, step two, step three. It's not a process. It means that you actually need all three in order for all, it to all work. All three at the same time. At yeah. the same time. Like you, ha- you can't use, it's a multiplication. So which means the longer you do a time, the longer the, the number is going to be in the built of momentum, right? The longer intensity you have, the bigger intensity you got, the bigger number you're going to multiply that by. The bigger focus that you have, the bigger number you're going to have at the end. So you have to you have to have all three. You can't have just one or, one or the other. So I wonder if a lot of this almost gets driven back to what we spoke about with uh, decision fatigue that a lot of people really struggle. I love this focus times intensity times time, but I think a lot of people struggle to even start the equation um, 
because let's say decision fatigue means that they, don't, they actually don't feel like, you know, quote unquote, I don't have the energy to exercise. I'm too tired to do it, so to speak. So the equation never begins. Um, or I'm too busy. Or I'm, you know, I've got too many commitments and the rest. Uh, it seems to me that decision fatigue or again, the, the, the busyness that we live means that we never actually make it a priority to apply that equation because it's quite simple when you think of it. it. It requires focus, intensity, and time. So, what are you going to focus on? Let's say you're going to replace, you know, cocoa pops in the morning with forage. All right, so I'm going to focus on that. I must buy the forage, and then, okay, intensity. All right, well, I'm actually going to <laughs> eat it and, and eat it well, and I'm actually going to do this. Uh, I'm going to eat it slowly, and I'm actually going to do this on a daily basis. So you can say, like you said, this is not a diet. Um, this is a lifestyle choice. But that has to come, and again, linking it back to our previous episode, that has to come from a very clear decision that is made and a, a decision that is made for the long term. Well, the clear decision has to come right. So you know, going back to say, what is the most important thing? What is the, what is the thing that actually will stop all of this from happening? Well, one is that you don't, you don't value it. Like that's what's going to stop it. Like you don't value you or yourself or your life and value to actually incorporate it. And we've all been guilty of this. Like we don't all eat healthy all the time. Like there's very rarely of, you know, some people that do that continuously. You're telling me hot chips in Bali isn't going to be healthy. <laughs> a pan of chocolate in Bali. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, 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 it's that we, we, we're going to do the best we can with what we got. And the thing is that we got to be able to push push that limit as best as possible. And I think that you got to evaluate with yourself why any of this is important. Like, why do you exercise? Why do you eat healthy foods? Why do you listen to this even this podcast? Why? The question, the answer to that, you can, you're the only person who can answer. I can tell you my answers, but it's not shouldn't be your answers. Your answer is going to be different from mine, but you actually have to have a why. Your why is going to dictate the decisions that you make every single day of your life. And you just also got to remember that your whoever you are, you know, forever, whoever you listen, you know, whoever's listening right now is that you are at your life. The, the, the life that you're living right now is made up of all the decisions you've ever made in your life. All of them combined. Some of the decisions that you have chosen have led you to this path. And some of you will say, yeah, but I didn't make some of those decisions. Well, yes, I understand that. But you made your decision to be there at that moment in time. So therefore, that, you know, that was done at that, that certain situations, right? So all accumulated decisions you've ever made has got you to where you are today. Now, you actually have a choice now, right, to take responsibility Knowing that you are where you are because of the choices that you made, you have all the responsibility now and the power to make future choices to your future destiny, your legacy, whatever that might be for you. But it's always going to be addition to all the choices you've already made that you cannot change. You cannot go back and and remove them. You've already made them. But you do have the power to decide today to make new choices if you choose to. And every day you choose to make a decision is going to be one more tick on the box or tick on the wall that adds to the decision that will shift and shape the life that you want to live. Now, you, you mentioned the word decision there a number of times, and, and I kept on thinking back to what we spoke about in the previous episode around the definition of decision being to cut off, to murder your options. You've got nothing left. Once you decide, you are cutting things off you're cutting off any option i think it's really important as a great way to just you know strategically move through this decision process is get really clear what you are actually cutting off so again if you're cutting off cocoa pops for forage then it's also really important to recognize what impact is that going to have 
on your life because I think a lot of what we're speaking about here is that it's mediocrity, uh, a mediocre standards that are keeping um, anyone that wants to make a shift. And then we can all put our hands up and say there's one thing in our life that we could do to make us healthier. So all of that is a mediocre standard that we're choosing not to live by. But if we are going to shift it, it's one thing to decide what the action step is, but it's another thing to recognize what does it actually mean for us. So if we are going to replace Cocoa Pops with uh, forage, it's going to be that it's actually going to allow us to have better energy at the beginning of the day and that's going to allow us to be more present with our children and it's going to allow us to remember to give our wife or husband or partner a kiss and a hug goodbye in the morning. It's going to allow us to be um, energetic when we go to work. It's going to allow us to uh, exercise with more vigor, whatever it is. But I think it's really important that we recognize that changing the standards, going, again, removing that mediocre standard and making it, um, again, more of a champion, to use the inside the champion's mind lingo, mindset requires us to be very clear and conscious about what it is that we're doing. Well, the clarity is, is, the, is the key here, the clarity of why you do things and clarity of where you want to go. And the thing is, let's face it, let's take food, for example. Some foods are absolutely, absolutely tasty, right? And some vegetables that we know, like most of us would know, that they're not that tasty, right? If I had to choose, if you had to choose bok between choy. something. Bok choy, not that tasty. Oh, I love bok choy. But really, the, here, here's the difference, right? Like, let's tweak bok choy, for example. I've grown to love bok choy because I've had bok choy since I was a little kid. Right, it's got being a funny a aftertaste. Yeah, see, I don't see that because for me, it's like that's the food that I've grown up with in my Chinese heritage family. Right, where certain people like will like I used to hate avocado. I hated avocado. I was like, why would I even eat this bland, tasteless food? Right, this oh. vegetable. That, right, and the thing is, right, over time, well, the, the, the paleo what? people come and tell you it's a fruit, but that's let's call fruit, it a vegetable. Right, whatever, <laughs> fruit, fruit, vegetables, <laughs> same category. I'm not the nutritionist here. So the thing is that for me, if I look at that and I go, you know what, I've grown to love avocados, actually. I love it now, right? But I remember there was a time in my life that I hated avocados. And the thing is that we all know, like, if, there was, if you had a choice between something really, really deliciously sweet and you know it's not good for you compared to, like, something that you know is really good for you but tastes awful, you like if you just if you didn't have any consequences you would choose the one that tastes really really well right yeah but the thing yeah. is we know right the consequence of eating that you know tasty food over time is going to not de- be that pleasurable right because mm-hmm. you know it's going to hurt you so what happens you choose right you choose to eat vegetables or choose to eat whatever the healthier options of things because that actually makes you feel better and over time, your taste buds starts to change and you start to love it. But because you love it, it's because you gave it a shot. You gave it a chance. But if you still had the choice, if no consequences were there, like after consequences, you probably would choose the better tasting one that's not good for you. But we have a why. The why is that you want to live a better life. You know, And everybody will have a different reason. They want to live a better life. They want to be a model for their family. They want to be, live longer. They want to be healthier. They want to run a marathon. They want to be more clearer in their minds when they work. Whatever the reason, it doesn't matter. They have, we have created, and there's tons of people who are creating beautiful recipes, right? Beautiful recipes that actually taste super yummy that, um, that are actually healthy for you. But that's because yeah. people are, are utilizing their genius to actually create that. But for some people, they will never think that's tasty. But they would choose it simply because they know it's healthier for them. That, that pulls because of the reason why. is the clarity of their true purpose of why they're living and why they're actually eating. Wow. 
I love it, LT. I, I've really enjoyed putting all of this together on food. We, this is the first time we've ever spoken about food on Inside the Champion's Mind. You've got a lot of golden wisdom around this, man. Maybe, maybe, no, I was going to say maybe you could be a nutritionist, but I don't think you'd really like that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, it's not, so this episode's not really bit about food, right? We just took food as an example. We took food as the, the, replace food for exercise, replace food for your relationship, replace food for your career. And one thing that you could improve and why haven't you done it? Yeah. Think about it. I just spoke to I spoke to a lady um, who was actually at my CrossFit gym, um, her box, maybe just before Christmas, and uh, we were we showed up early for a five thirty class, and um, the, the the trainers weren't there, right? There was a mistaken. Wow. What mis- time did you get there? Oh, five five twenty or something. But it was just a mistaken communication um, on who was supposed to train that morning, and they didn't show up. So what we ended up doing was just we just had a chat while we waited, and one of the things that came up was that she was unhappy with her with her career. I said, that's interesting. So I'm like, oh, you know, tell me more about it. And then over time, we just started chatting. I said, well, this is what I would do, right? So I just gave her some suggestions and, and advice. And, you know, it's, we don't have much time to go through that. But today, like literally today, she, she comes up to me and she goes, oh, guess what? You know, this is two months later or two or three months later. And she said, um, she goes, I resigned from a job. Said, oh, the one like, that you really don't like? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like no, 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 no. It was a two-minute conversation <laughs> before we trained. Hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> you started just hyperventilating. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's awesome. I said, it uh-huh. goes, and I actually found another job. And I was like, wow, congratulations. And now she's actually, you know, um, she's really excited that she's starting this new job um, at this, new, uh, you know, this pretty big name nutritional company um and uh and she's you know and she's not she's she's loving she's she's loving the opportunity and the opportunities that you know that will come with this and the thing is with what i was really struck by is that you know she's been at this job for eight years or seven seven eight years prior to this conversation and it's about being strategic about it like you you know, one of the things that we, we talk about a lot is like, if you're not happy about doing what you, you're doing, then um, you have a choice. You can stay there and be continue to be happy, unhappy, or you do something about it. And it's still a choice, right? And so I think it's really important for people to recognize that, you know, I'm not, she didn't like just jump ship. Like she didn't just go, oh, okay, you know, what? I'm going to quit today, yeah. right? She actually investigated what she wants to do. I, what I got her to do is self-reflect upon what you actually want to do. And she said, oh, she doesn't know. And I just looked at it, it goes, okay, well, look at your strengths. Like look at, you know, what are you really good at? What does your friends think you're good at? And not, not for the sake of your career, but just to look at like, what are you good as a person? And then mesh that with what you really passionate about in terms of, like, what are you actually looking forward to? And then when you apply for a company, make sure you look for jobs that actually match your personality and your strengths rather than doing something that you don't like. Like, for example, one of the things was like, she really wants to work with people because she's a people person. And the job that she's doing, she doesn't work with anybody. Well, that's going to be hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, for, that's going to be hard. And I said, well, you know, make sure when you're going to apply for another job, don't apply for a job that doesn't interact with people. Right, because if that gives you energy, right, which when that's what happens when oh. you actually do something you're passionate about, then you want to make sure you apply for a job or do something that actually gives you energy, not take away. And yeah. so this is the key, you know, this is the same thing. It's going back to like what do, what kind of life do you want to create, right? What's the life that you want to create, and let's see how you can do that. How can you create that? The question is how, and people get stuck on the how, so they don't have to take any action on anything, but. The first action you should take is self-reflection. Reflect on your life and go, you know, what if? Like, what if? Ask the question, what if? What's the possibility? And remove the how for later. Just go, what if? 
if there's no consequences to anything, well, what, what would you do? Or what would you eat? What would you be doing? What, would, what kind of programs, exercise program would you be doing? There's no right or wrong answer. You just got to have to self-discover and figure that out on your own. Um, but there's a, a people out there who is ready to help you. You just got to choose a path first. And then once you choose, then people are be ready. Your your instructor, your coach, your mentor, your master, whoever you want to have will show up. But only because you made that choice and not before. Oh, it's, it's been awesome, LT. It's been awesome. You've, you've shared some incredible wisdom and I really hope that people enjoy um, this episode because we've really – I feel like we've really nailed the – if you want to create change – tie it to another area of your life and do it with focus, intensity and time and have that awareness that that is exactly how it works every single time. Guys, go to facebook.com slash inside the champion's mind. Tell us what you are passionate about. Tell us how you linked yourselves to your why. Also go to wellnesscouch.com. Uh, check us out all the other podcasts that are going to be available. But, you know, mostly I know you want to hear inside champion's mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure you give, leave a comment there so that uh, we can be discovered. Uh, this podcast is growing and growing and we're getting a lot of uh, very loyal listeners. And uh, really, just please don't keep us a secret. I'd love for you to share this with everybody else. This has been Inside Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome your in pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.